bit like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. It's still cold in Winnipeg, but the Winter Option Festival is a great reason to leave the house. Produced by the West End Cultural Center in partnership with Real Love Winnipeg, the festival has some amazing shows happening this spring. And which police radio has tickets? Stay glued to our social media to see how you can win tickets for a series of great shows at XQ's Cafe and Lounge, featuring amazing local artists like Bobby Dove, El Leon and the Strangers, Joe Curtis, Ala Barker, The Noble Thieves, Two Crows for Comfort, Riel, and more. For more information including artist bios, concert schedules, and ticket links, check out the Winteruption website at www.winteruptionwpg.ca or find all of their events on Facebook. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Alright, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Um, I'm here on the internet, as we all are, uh, forever. I mean, it seems like things are maybe getting better as far as shows happening again, and that's sort of what we're going to be talking about today on this episode. Um, definitely about, about performances anyway. And uh, the guest on this show is someone who hasn't been on the show before, but I think that you've been a, a fairly kind of um, well-known presence within uh, the larger Canadian music scene, and especially here in Manitoba, uh, for, for quite, quite some time now. So I think the best way to start this off is if you'd like to just introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of background about, about who you are and we can uh, go from there. Sure. Absolutely. My name is Leonard Podolik. I'm the executive director of Home Roots Chemin Chez New, um, which is a nonprofit organization here in Manitoba, based in Manitoba. Um, and we are known for having uh, built a, a network of volunteer house concert hosts across the country with whom we uh, we work with to program tours uh, across the country. Uh, there's 12 different routes, or before the pandemic, there were 12 different routes of, of house concert hosts. And each of these routes had about 12 hosts on them, and they each operated six times a year. Uh, before I came into working at Home Roots, um, I've been on the road as a professional musician uh, since 1995, yeah. uh, first with the band Scrooge McDuck, and then uh, with the band The Ducks, and I've I've had a couple, a number of little side projects since then. But uh, I've been I grew up. Uh, my parents are the founders of not only Homeroom Shemanche New, but of uh, the West End Cultural Center, and also uh, the Winnipeg International Children's Festival, but also the Winnipeg Folk Festival. So my my entire life, I've been immersed in in the folk scene and the music scene in Winnipeg, and um, 
yeah, and that's expanded. <laughs> well, but yeah, I mean, my life is folk music for sure, and that, that makes sense. I mean, I was when when I heard that you know you were the guy doing you know with Home Roots, it made it made complete sense because you have that that legacy of your family being involved in so many different things that are kind of like. Um, standbys now within Winnipeg as, as things that people just know are going to happen every year and go to do every year and look forward to doing every year. But before we get into any of that, like you mentioned the pandemic and that's obviously affected the ability to have any shows, let alone house concerts. What has it been like for Homeworks trying to navigate the past two years of lockdowns basically? Yeah. So, um, we never really took too much time to take stock of it. Um, all we knew is that, you know, okay, this, this isn't going to happen. And, and so uh, we had the fortitude um, at least to say to the artists that we were about to cancel. And there were many of them. It was a whole season and a half was booked. So nearly 90 acts. Um, and, and we called them up and, and all we knew was that, you know, Facebook had this live feature. And so, hey, what if we gave them our login, you know, and and used our Facebook platform to to advertise the shows. And then when the shows came around, we give the artists our Facebook login. They would log in as us. They would then share it with their own page and and sort of get both audiences. Um, and and without a whole lot of thinking about it, that worked really well. Um, in terms of getting audience, but uh, it, after a little while, it felt kind of funny working with so many colleagues and artists we really respected, uh, and and being like, oh yeah, well we're not paying you anything because we don't have a budget because uh, the tours aren't happening, you know, like, yeah. uh, but but we'd be happy to give you our Facebook. Um, but yeah, after a while, it was kind of like, you know, you can never guarantee what the artists were going to get. We try to give them as many tools as we could to be as successful as possible. Um, and that was the learning curve. And, you know, uh, we, we experimented with cross posting and this and that. And uh, we figured the best way at in the end was just for them to share it. And it, 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 it worked out good, but we can never tell how much impact it was having except for you know, how it did with our analytics on Facebook, which was amazing because our, our Facebook following went from 2,500 to 8,500 oh. in those first few months of the pandemic. Um, and then, you know, realizing that we were, you know, we're a cultural organization, we're a cultural institution, you know, uh, we, we have to figure out a, a, a more solid way of putting money into the pockets of artists while we do this. So we, we, uh, you know, in in all this na this navigation is, you know, Zoom really picked up, um, and we started actually hosting ticketed concerts. Um, we built a ticketing system, uh, powered through the website and the whole thing, uh, using Zoom. And what was amazing about that, and what is amazing about Zoom concerts, is you know you have this intimate connection uh, instead of it being a house concert where you know you're in somebody's living room and everyone's in this one little room together um everyone's in their own little rooms but they're together and and including the artist you know who who is likely recording from their actual living room uh you know with some sort of an interface going into their computer so that their, their microphone sounds good and uh you know uh we started working with this fellow named graham Lindsay from wavelength media who 
who's become a hero in folk music in the last two years in Canada because he's helped so many artists uh, get prepared for this. Yeah. And, you know, uh, say, you know what, you got to do a little bit better than just having your cell phone. And, you know, there's things you can do and here's what they are and sort of demystifying um, the whole thing. So in working with artists, that was often the case. You know, we'd hire them for the show. They wouldn't know what they were doing necessarily. Uh, sometimes they'd be freaking out about it. And then as we get closer to the show, uh, they get more and more confident because we've given them the tools. Uh, you know, uh, my colleagues, Graham Lindsay and, and Kathy Crawford, um, Kathy came to us from the Mission Folk Festival and she's still their operations manager. But, you know, that's how the community kind of works. You know, um, you know, when my dad died and I was doing the Cranky Festival, Kathy offered to come out and help me. And then that was in time a little while after that's when the pandemic. So yeah. she eventually joined our staff. And um, so it's it's a really great team of folks. But, you know, so they, they put together this whole thing with the Zoom and, and we were doing things and we've been doing stuff like doing workshops, you know, like Ally Canadian Folk Festival with three different artists in the round. Only one of the artists would be in Calgary. One of the artists would be in Montreal and one would be in North Carolina. And, and you know, but it's Zoom, so it works. And it, and so it's really given us this weird opportunity um, to expand the artists we work with, expand the level of artists we're working with, um, become more inclusive, more accessible, a bit more dynamic uh, in the sense that, you know, we have our eyes really focused on reopening and that we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but we've learned all these new skills. We've learned the importance of social media and how it works and, and, you know, how you can create engagement. And we're really excited to start to, to use, use the, the Facebook and the Instagram and all that um, to really start to develop a narrative about the artists and about what home roots tours are leading up to the tours and during the tours and, you know, figuring out a way if possible. I mean, so far, I feel, I, we feel like there's a different audience for the online shows as yeah. there was for the, for the house concerts. So we're going to see if there's a possible way to integrate those audiences. But in the meantime, the lessons that we learned from disseminating online, I think are going to be very valuable going forward um, in terms of creating propaganda, creating a narrative uh, about, about the artists, about, you know, using our platform to lift the artists, to, to tell a story about them and to get them working together with hosts and with other artists in a different way than we have been before. So yeah, it's been, it's been tiring. You know, <laughs> we, ne we never really have a day off. We're always, you know, either uh, scrambling to finish off a project, to write a grant, to do a report, you know, it, it just is never, ending and now that we're um you know looking at at the houses again and the the community concerts getting on the other side of the pandemic um it, it's daunting but it's exciting yeah to figure I bet, out I bet. well i was gonna ask about the audiences because i mean not only i guess do you have the opportunity to have all those artists in the same in the same room quote unquote like you said from different cities but i guess you're also opening this up to listeners and viewers from pretty much anywhere right i mean they don't have to be in winnipeg or in calgary or wherever the the show was happening before 
That's right. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's completely international. And so it depends on who the artist is and where they've been to a, to a large extent. Yeah. You know, and then and we and then we, we say to artists, OK, like, where should we we're going to we have a certain budget for, you know, marketing. Where should we market? Who should we where should we push this? So sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll push it in the artist's hometown, but we'll also push it in, in a few of the markets that are really strong for them. And and then and then it's just like you're you're using the tools that these you know these amazing platforms provide, and um, you know it's it certainly is weird. Yeah. You know, like there's there's no question. If you would ask me two and a half years ago if this is where we'd be at, you know, um, you know, my dream of the digital strategy and the digital integration was more about how we could build a platform for hosts and artists to connect and for how information to be disseminated and how maybe to build a platform that could be shared in the community too. That isn't just for home roots built by home roots designed by home roots, but really is a resource for, for everybody. Um, because that's what the organization was founded to do was to build infrastructure for folk music, you know, and to, you know, one time my dad was talking to uh, an artist and, and, and that artist said, yeah, you know, uh, if I lined up all my gigs in Canada and I like put them all in, in like one part of the calendar day after day, in one section of the calendar throughout the year, it would last about, you know, four to five weeks, you know, of like concerts in mainline markets. Yeah. And, and, uh, so, you know, the the situation with artists even artists who are are, are well known you know when they have a, a two-month break uh you have to be really well known for that not to affect your sure. your your financial well-being you know for you to just be able to have a two-month time to just chill out uh, after your last tour or whatever without any kind of financial worries is a rarity you know so uh, the idea of creating more meaningful work that's a little bit um, more in the woodwork. Like my old man, he, uh, you know, been in the business since 1962 or 1963. And, and he did not appreciate the corporatization of the folk scene. And so when, when Home Roots came about, he was like, we're not going to do any marketing. It's just going to be the woodwork in the woodwork word of mouth of the hosts. We'll send them CDs. So they know who's coming. They can kind of pass the word to their, their people, you know, and, uh, but it's up to them to sell these shows. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I love the, the sentiment behind that. Um, you know, the idea of going on the road, where the drives between the shows are maximum three hours, where instead of, you know, hoping that you might get a chance to go to the hotel to have a shower between the sound check and the gig and still get time to eat dinner, you know, whereas with home roots, you show up at three o'clock in the afternoon, bring your instruments to the living room, you drop your suitcase off in the bedroom and it's done. Yeah. You know, you, the sound check is essentially, you know, acclimatizing your instruments and tuning them up. And putting them on the stand, and and it's it's just a the art the host feeds the artist dinner and most often breakfast as well, and it's just a, an easygoing 
way without all the sort of tropes of the music business. Um, you, you know, but at the same time, if it's really going to be meaningful, then, then, you know, we're going to use all the tools that we've developed over the years. And especially in the last two and a half years, two years, uh, to really put as many butts and seats as possible. So in certain situations, uh, I think that's going to mean finding a public venue, yeah. you know, creating that opportunity to create that community spirit, have a volunteer run a show with low expenses, maybe not no expenses like home roots concerts have been, but low expenses, you know, there might not need to be a PA still, or if there's a PA, it can be a small one that you can rent for the day at Long McQuaid or something like that. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, but the idea of creating a place where we can sell tickets online, where we can market to the public, where we can market to community radio, where we can market to community newspapers and, and tell the public and just take it one step out of just being the hosts and their circle of friends and their community and, keeping that that spirit alive but also making it more accessible to the public is sort of where i see it going well and now you're you have the 15th anniversary of the of home roots which is obviously i mean i'm sure the timing is not ideal in the sense that we're still coming out of a pandemic but you've come up with a solution uh you know as part of this ongoing solution i guess to the situation uh, where you can still put on something special for the anniversary uh despite the fact that we're not fully past covid yet yeah, I mean, I think we're in a place now where, um, you know, we have been unwilling to to relook at booking the house concerts up until now. Yeah, you know, we we uh, we've been really lucky, um, both uh, Canadian Heritage and Factor have really come to bat for us, you know. And really what that means is that they've recognized that we are uh, good disseminators and good curators and which, you know, so they've given us some wonderful project money, which, which in fact doesn't go to the, or it goes through the organization, you know, straight into the hands of artists and to technicians and to venues. We've done a number of pre-recorded kind of collaborative projects. One was called Prairie Panorama where we mar- where we matched visual artists and musicians to to build crankies and to write songs together and to to make that um visual art and musical connection together and then working working with local community organizations cultural organizations to kind of set the stage for these collaborations to have a a place to live we worked with the flin flon arts council and the the Killarney Turtle Mountain and, and, and the Harvest Moon Festival. And then, you know, we've been, you know, we got a couple other grants from Factor to do kind of cool collaborative projects where we, you know, pre-record it and, and sell tickets for it online. Um, and, 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 and all of a sudden we find ourselves like, oh my God, we're working with these film crews and these filmmakers and, you know, wow, this is like, what? This is like completely different. Um, but it's exciting. And, and what it has shown is that, you know, that the house concerts, when that, when those tours start again, um, we're working with an artist for two weeks at a time, you know? So rather than looking at the house concerts as the final kind of thing, uh, the, the analogy I use is a, is a, a brand new Mr. Potato Head. 
when you when you take it out of the box and you take it out of the plastic but it's just this plastic thing with holes in it you have to plug in the nose and the eyes and you can put it in all sorts of different orders and make it funny and goofy but but you know the online you know we're working with uh we've been starting to partner with other people like the west end and the crescent arts center and the manitoba arts network and arts networks like it across the country where we can start to incorporate different things you know there's an online show there's you know we can go into a studio and 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 record a half an hour set to create some evergreen content you know uh there's this thing called the pitch.ca which is this new digital showcase platform cool so we can we can record we can take that half an hour set and then extract 15 minutes out of it place it as a showcase video in the pitch.ca you know put put artists together with people that we know that write grants you know um you know there's all kinds of things that we can do to to develop the relationship with the artists to develop to develop the 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 narrative about them but also to develop uh the relationship with the hosts as well and and kind of encourage them to to take it one step further in whatever direction you know and yeah. and make it something that uh you know before there was you know that we had 200 hosts um, I, I don't think after the pandemic that we're just going to automatically have 200 hosts again. I mean, maybe we will. Maybe we have 400 hosts. Maybe there's, I mean, we have no idea yet. Maybe, you, you know, like uh, half of our hosts are going to come and half of them are going to go. And then we're going to put it out there online. And then there's, you know, there might be 100 people that have been waiting in the wings that we have no idea about. For sure. We're like, we want to do this. And your show's been great online. And, you know, um, you know, so we're, we're sort of, it's sort of this renewal period. And, um, you know, so in a weird kind of way, it's been a silver, the horrible pandemic. Uh, we, I mean, it has made life hard for, for us too, personally, you know, uh, each staff member, um, you know, was affect has been affected by it. Uh, just like the artists. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I feel I feel like now that we're coming to the other side of it, p- most people have got triple vac- vaccine. And uh, if not, uh, you know, the thing about Home Roots that's interesting, being a national organization, a house concert host in one place might not have the same attitude as a house concert in the next place. Um I'm I'm sort of hoping that those splits are sort of geographically sensical, <laughs> <So> <laughs> that we can still put artists on tour to do a whole tour, yeah. and you know that it won't be that hard. But um, we, we we want we have to keep it safe, you know. So we don't imagine there's going to be you know eleven tours starting in September again. There might be five, right. you know, or we'll see how it goes. But but if if someone's gonna if we're gonna put a host in someone's house or work with a host to do something it's going to be because there's going to be a certain amount of boxes checked that are going to make give us an idea that they're going to do a great job and they can keep it safe for artists and same thing with the artists we're going to work with artists who who are culturally sensitive to where they are yeah you know and and we'll we'll be we'll be professional and do a good job and stay safe well i I like that. That's that. I think that's probably what a lot of people are going to have to sort of navigate as well. Is now that 
things are opening up, but there's still a lot of uh, people have opinions and they have their own ideas of how to stay safe and how to keep you know friends and family safe and all that. So that yeah, hopefully that works out um, <laughs> in a sensical way, like you said. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, but but yeah, no, I mean as far as the 15th anniversary goes, uh, to get back to. You, to get back to your just before you, before I mean, you get into that, really just, just for a second, um, I, I, was, yeah. I was about to say that I think that it's, it's interesting that you've, um, about the 15th anniversary, that you've kind of embraced all of this, you know, 2022 technology and you're using the, uh, the, the streaming and the social media and all of these things we just talked about. And then you're, for the anniversary, you're throwing back to something from, you know, 40 years ago uh, in terms of the, uh, the the concept and the name of the thing. I think it's great. It's a great uh, kind of marriage of, of future well, and past. Right? Well, yeah, the 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 good time, the traveling good time medicine show. It's a series of five shows that are going to be on Friday nights all throughout April. Um, you know, we we it's sort of to celebrate the concept of the you know the Chautauqua, the the traveling show. Um, so this time we couldn't do that, so we did sh- four sh- five shows in four locations, and each show is an in the round featuring three wonderful artists or a group of people in Vancouver and sorry, white rock was a little bit different because we worked with the BC world music collective who they themselves are 13 musicians that are all having their own careers. Cool. So instead of hiring three bands there, we worked with them and then they kind of created their own vibe on their own. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, home roots was sort of founded. I mean, when my, when, when they did that, when my dad, did the traveling folk festival and good time medicine show in Alberta in 1980. He, he was sort of unknowingly setting the stage in his own mind and heart for, for home roots right. in a weird kind of way. Um, you know, it's, it's funny when you look at my dad's career, everything it started really big <laughs> in terms of the perception of the event, you know, and it went, you know, kind of, he started working on, things that were perceptually kind of smaller as it, instead of the other way around. You know what I mean? He started the Winnipeg Folk Festival uh, when he was 25. And, uh, you know, it's a great story because the province, they were looking for centenary, uh, 100th anniversary in Manitoba kind of. Uh, they had a bunch of dough to give away and, yeah. and look at projects. So my dad pitched them a folk festival. And he said, "Well, if you and then they said to my dad, well, if you get the if you get the money from the city, we'll give you the pro the pro we'll give you the money too." And then he went to go meet with the city, and and the city said, "Well, if you if you all get the money from the province, we'll give you we'll give you the money." And so just at that moment, the guy got a phone call from uh, on his way at the office. My dad stole some of the letterhead off of his desk (laughs) and wrote a letter to the province from the city saying we're going to give the money literally put it in the mail and sent it to him and they went great and so they gave him the money and then he went back to the city and they said the province gave him the money great and now because of those kind of shenanigans we have the winnipeg folk festival and it's so it's so huge now that's a a great origin story for for something like that and and that's the kind of you know so i mean it's always been kind of like coming up with creative goofy ways to to get this this thing going and yeah. and the chautauqua the the good time medicine show it was part of the um the pitch that my dad made to horse schmidt who was the culture minister in alberta back then uh and and he he said to my dad 
you know, he had this crazy German accent. He was like, how much money are you going to screw out of me for this? <laughs> and, and, but, but he got, he got the money to start the Edmonton folk festival, the Calgary folk festival. And then this tour is the thing that tied the two. So there was a big chunk of the, the lineup that was a part of the traveling medicine show okay, that started that off, sense, yeah. that started off the Calgary folk festival and ended off at the, at the Edmonton folk festival. And it was the first year of either festival. And, um, so when we're thinking about, you know, the 15th anniversary and, and what we want to do and how we want to celebrate it, you know, uh, the idea of putting on something that's national and, and you know, celebrates the, the connections with the different organizations we've fostered relationships with over the last couple of years and incorporate employees, uh, the work of a lot of different musicians there was close to 50 artists in this you know there's 14 13 or 14 acts but all told there was like close to 50 musicians oh. you know when you and when you think yeah you know and the way that it happened was that uh factor put out some funding um to restart live shows and and so we applied we made an application to to support opening the touring again uh, for this month, actually. Um, and then Omicron hit. Yeah. I'm shaking my head. And somehow I'm like, oh, man, you know what? I just know it. They're going to they're going to approve that grant. <laughs> and, and they did. <laughs> and it was a lot of money. And um and we called them up and said, look, you know, uh, we, we, we want to be the stewards of this money. We think we can spend it well, but we're not going to spend it on house concert tours yet. It's just yeah. not time. You know? And they were like, make us a new budget, write us a new plan. And, you know, I did, we did. And, and they accepted it. And so we got to do this, sh this show. Um, but, you know, so this show we're inviting, this series of shows we're inviting our home roots hosts to attend for free. Cool. Um, to to re-engage the conversation with them. It's a different thing, you know, watching shows online than producing a show for your community. For sure. You know, there's not this automatic connect, you know. Um, for us, there was because we're a cultural organization. But the, the our, our hosts are folks that want to move and shake in their community, you know? And so, uh, because we didn't really know what we were doing and we didn't really know what to say to them, you know, cause we didn't really know what the vision was because there was a pandemic and everything just ended, you know? Um, but now, uh, what's really exciting, you know, just circling back is, is just that, you know, the, op the, the opportunity to connect the hosts with each other, the artists, with the hosts, um, the opportunity to connect the host with the, the artist with our audience um, on social media and to take their endeavors and to lift them up and yeah. to find different kind of opportunities on the road. That's sort of how we see, we, we see ourselves not just as cultural disseminators, but as sort of a support organization for both artists and new presenters. Cool. And, and we're, we're sort of hoping that, you know, over the next few years, we can really help to create and and nurture the the expansion of of 
people in this country who actually present in rural locations. You know, hopefully we teach them by doing the home route series how to do stuff. And when they get more, you know, they become more knowledgeable, they get their own ideas, they want to promote during the year outside of the home routes tours. And that that's the would be the biggest victory yeah. for us, you know, is if they want to be part of home routes, but then we inspire them to keep on going and to do other stuff throughout the year. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a great uh, like kind of after effect of this uh, this this whole project. So there's this five shows, and it's you know over uh, a period of time. How does uh, if someone wants to check it out or want to find out who's playing in which city on which date? You know what what's the best way to track all the information down? Yeah, the best way is to just go to our website homeroots.ca h o m e r o u t e s dot c a. Um, you know, pretty soon it's going to be pretty. Uh, interactive and exciting because we're going to start to have the artist intake and the, uh, you know, the applications and the host applications and all that kind of stuff up. But for now uh, it's, it's, it's got all the stuff about our online on online shows, how that all works. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's really quite something, honestly, you know, we've been working with, uh, with side door. They're, they're a a company uh, run by a, a wonderful person named Laura Simpson and and also dan mangan the artist uh they he's the co-owner and and what's funny is that they started off in the house concert milieu as well but um they're they're hitting it from a different angle you know they were thinking of more themselves as a a tech platform that would hook up prospective hosts with prospective artists and if they meet and do a match and that's great but through the pandemic they're they're they've really developed a really robust and interesting ticketing system and show platform for this. So uh, working with them has taken a lot of work off our hands and has, has expanded again, who is talking about the shows and um, you know, so uh, it's very simple to, to, to once you get to our website to find out about any of the shows that we're doing, these shows are really exciting because it, they they're they're different you know one of them in calgary we set this we literally did set the artists up in the round cool um i was thinking about the movie it might get loud with yeah. uh J- jimmy page and uh and, and the edge jack and, yeah. and the edge yeah. right and how they were how how they were in a circle and they're just talking you know talking music and talking guitars and um so we had jenny allen and the McDade family and this wonderful songwriter named Jeffrey Straker, who's from Saskatchewan. And, and they literally were in the round and you can cool. still see, see the cameraman in the background and whatever, you know, but I thought rather than just having them sitting in a line and going one to the other, you know, it might be kind of fun to take advantage. We're at the uh, national music center in Calgary and in one of their studios. And it, it just lent itself to the, to the room and to the, to the space we were in um well, and that kind of casual vibe too having the cameraman on the background and things like that that kind of goes with the territory of doing house shows because you know you're you know the the, the, the in-person shows are in someone's house there's there's people walking around there's maybe a dog yeah. in the background whatever right it's uh, yeah oh yeah i mean one time i did a house concert <laughs> and uh with with my friend jordan mcconnell who was also on the ducks and we were playing up in northern bc and the host was actually sitting in the front row and she'd done a great job, man. She got like 45 or 50 people out. And her best friend was sitting three three people over. Okay. And, and you know, it, it, 
she put on a gathering, right? So they were drinking some wine. And, and then they started passing the wine back and forth and chatting, you know, to each other because they were a little tipsy. And they were in the front row of the show. And it was all their friends that they invited. But they were they were interrupting us and they were disturbing their guests, right? And I, I took a look. I said, what is this? Is this like the Muppets? And you guys are those two old geezers in the, in yeah. the balcony and the whole place broke up and they, they kind of like realized oh i gotta we gotta be quiet you know <laughs> but but at the same time it was kept it lighthearted and you know uh i mean this one time i did another show where you know sort of 15 minutes into the show uh, this group of partiers showed up um and it was like the host had really done a great job this was in fort mac actually in this house yeah. that i'm talking about burnt down during this the is amazing about our home because his, his house burned down in the big fire. And then like two weeks later, he called us up. Says, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm building a new house. <laughs> like he was worried about what, what we were. Oh, no. Home Roots has lost their venue. Oh, no. Like, dude, you lost your house. Yeah, that seems more important. <laughs> it's <so much>. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, like, but I bet you by now that that venue is really set up again. But that guy. You know, his, his three, few of his friends showed up, you know, 20 minutes late to the concert and they were partying. So they were drunk. And, there was, you know, there's a few seats in the back, but then one guy got stuck sitting in the front row. <laughs> he was such a jerk the whole first set. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't stand it. But then he came over to the to the merch table and he bought 300 bucks worth of stuff. And he said, sorry, I'm a little bit sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? And I was like, it's OK, <laughs> you know, but um uh, you know that that's just a couple of anecdotes, but I mean, uh, you know, it's it's an amazing thing because there's no fourth wall. Yeah, you know, you're right in the room with the people. The people have all their, uh, you know, community around, and and it's it's a different kind of vibe. I've played on big stages all around the world, and done. Oh, pardon me. Done all the all these things. And, and I, you know, like, it's definitely one of the, I still remember all the home roots tours that I've been on. And, you know, like, for example, uh, I have a partnership with a guy named Maddie Gordon. And before I got hired as the executive director, uh, he's a fiddle player and a dancer, a clogger. Okay. Um, and, and I play old time banjo. He plays fiddle. We do hand bone together. Um, and, and we were about to open up for this band in England called Show of Hands on a two month tour of every soft seater, every 1500, 2000 seater in, in England. And oh, well, before we did that, we did two weeks of home roots shows, which was amazing because, you know, we needed to be on our A game when yeah. we got to England, you know, and, and we developed the show and, and morphed it around and tried things and figured out what worked and what didn't work when we were on home roots. And because it's such a intimate vibe, you know, uh, that, that process of, of that journey of, of finding the show, uh, you know, was amazing for the, for the, for the people to see and for us to do, uh, because it was a very supportive place. Yeah. So when you see it up close, even if it's not like the ultimate end product of what you think you're, you know, what they might do in a theater, they're still seeing this amazing dancer, and musician play two feet away from them. You know, you go to a big show and there's a metal 
freaking barrier. Yeah. Nine feet in front of the stage, you know? And then the stage is also nine feet. So, you know, sure, there's a lot of people in the room. A lot of money's being made. Fun is being had, but it's not intimate, you know? And so the one thing that Home Roots really affords the audience and, and the the hosts and the 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 uh, the artists is to have this really cool intimate experience mm-hmm. 